This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey there, folks, it's Robin, and I'm popping in to talk to you about clean water because I'm going to be honest, I've been worrying about the contaminants in our tap water, and I knew I had to find a solution, you know, something reliable and effective. And that's when I discovered AquaTrue, and it's been a game changer for my family. AquaTrue's purifiers, they're basically like superheroes for your water, using a four-stage reverse osmosis process to tackle even the toughest contaminants. With PFAS, you know, those pesky forever chemicals making their way into nearly half of U.S. tap water, it is a relief to know that AquaTrue is certified to just kick them to the curb. Plus, their range of purifiers fits every home, from countertop setups to under-sink options. They've even got a Wi-Fi-connected model for the tech-savvy among us. And let's talk about those filters, okay? Long-lasting and affordable, they are a dream come true. There's no more like swapping them out every few months. AquaTrue's filters go the distance and last up to two years. Since switching to AquaTrue, I have noticed a huge difference. The water tastes cleaner, it's fresher, and the best part, I no longer have to worry about what's lurking in my tap water. Even my kids are drinking more water because of the ease of the countertop setup. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. Today, our listeners are going to receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to AquaTrue.com, that's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com, and you're going to enter the code HEADSPACE at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use promo code H-E-A-D-S-P-A-C-E. Go get it. Hi, my name's Andy, and welcome to Radio Headspace. So it's Thursday morning, and I don't know if you're someone who journals at all. We get quite a few people writing in, asking about journaling and why don't we do it on the Headspace app. You know, is there a place for it, and how is it connected to meditation and everything else? I don't really have any strong feelings about it myself. It seems to work very well for some people. They seem to really enjoy it and get a lot out of it. And other people, just less interest. But it did remind me of a particular time in the monastery where I got some really good advice on something very similar, actually. And I think it might apply. I'd gone from one monastery where we all used to sit together in a big open room. Obviously, there was no privacy. There were none of your personal effects around you. You're just in this room the whole day. And when I went to a Tibetan monastery, I found myself that I had my own room. You'd go in there and you'd do your, your sessions. Obviously, there was a few books in the room and there was a pen and paper and, and that kind of thing. As I sat meditating, every now and again, a thought would come into my mind. And I'm not talking about any great insight or wisdom. But at the time, you know, it kind of felt meaningful. And I, I almost didn't want to lose that thought. So I got into the habit. I remember bringing a piece of paper 
and a pen and putting it down next to my cushion. And if something happened like that, and it really felt meaningful and like it might have some kind of lasting impact on my life, I'd jot it down. And an interesting thing happens when you write something down. It starts to become a bit more solid. It becomes a bit more tangible. And you move away from that meditative quality of allowing things to come and go, just witnessing them. All of a sudden, you're cherry-picking and kind of say, that one's really important. Oh, that's good, that one. Yeah, I'll write that one down. All of a sudden, you know, you end up with reams and reams of paper. So, and it was incredibly interrupting, and thankfully it didn't go on for... (laughs) go on for too long I didn't leave the monastery with books written or anything like that but I did go to my teacher and say that I was really sort of struggling with this and he laughed a lot as he tends to do he said look don't worry if enlightenment happens you're not going to miss it you don't need to kind of write everything down that pops up into your mind that you think is going to influence your life in some way it's enough just to sit And he said, actually, to be honest, I often get my most creative ideas when I sit and meditate. He said, I don't need to write them down. It's okay. I'm like, but how do you remember if it's important? He said, well, look, if it's really important and it exists beyond the level of the thinking mind, you don't need to remember it. It becomes part of your being. It becomes part of who you are. And it doesn't matter whether you have thoughts about it or not. He said, but if it's a creative idea and something you don't really want to lose, And then just attach it to something that you're going to do immediately after meditation. So if you were going to go and have a cup of tea or a cup of coffee immediately afterwards, it's almost like you're hanging a label on the kettle or on the the bag of coffee. You can just forget about it then during the meditation. And then when you go and do those things, you'll be reminded of it. When I, you know, reflected on how useful it was to write those things down over time, my own sort of takeaway was... One, there was a a temptation to hold on to thoughts that I thought were important. And in holding on to them, I created a little bit of tension. Rather than letting myself experience one moment to the next, there was a sense of always looking back to a previous moment. But also a tendency, almost like when you've got a little niggle or a pain of discomfort, you might keep going back to it and reminding yourself. In the same way, you might kind of go back to a previous day or a previous week or a previous time in your life that was very difficult. By going back to it, you sort of remind yourself of those feelings. And that's not always so helpful. I think there are positive ways of journaling and as I say some people find it incredibly inspiring and it's a release and it's something they do on a daily basis and if that's you I would thoroughly encourage you to keep on doing it but if you are someone who's been thinking I just don't get it what are the (laughs) what is you writing about every day I know that there is no need (laughs) as well and that sometimes it's enough to let go of what's happened in the past and simply be present to what's happening right now. Thanks for listening today. I look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow. Hi, everyone. It's Dora. If you like radio headspace, I have a feeling you will love Dear Headspace. Dear Headspace is our weekly talk show featuring each mindfulness teacher from radio headspace and our wonderful host, Robin. We're answering your questions and sharing our unique perspectives on life, relationships, and just about everything else. 
You can find it on the Headspace app or wherever you listen to podcasts. Happy listening, friends.